0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Christ is the only way out. There is no other escape. All other paths and ways lead to the dead end that is death leading to everlasting death. Even if this world were to suddenly become a utopia all of our political, economical, and social injustices suddenly made right, you and I would have precious little time to enjoy it because we are hurtling toward the dead end that is death. Even if you were to sit down and write a list of all the things that you wish you could change in your life, And in the snap of a finger, it was all changed. Your dreams fulfilled. Perfect mental health. Perfect physical health. All relationships repaired and restored. All things made right. Even so, you would have precious little time to enjoy it. Because like me, you are careening toward the dead end that is death. There is only one escape from death, he who is life. There is only one escape from this dead and dying world, the one through whom a new heavens and a new earth will come. There is only one way that we can escape the darkness and sin of this world, darkness and sin that have stained and tainted us so deeply, so irreparably, as well. And that is through the all sufficient, all atoning blood of Jesus, that blood which cleanses us from all our sins our Lord Jesus, the true light of the world, shining upon us and enlightening our hearts and minds that we might have faith in him and shine with his light now and for all eternity. Jesus is the only escape there is, and that is why he's come. And he invites all men to join him on this narrow path of escape, this narrow way that leads to life. And that is why in his Sermon on the Mount in our Gospel text today, he warns us so vigorously of false prophets, of those who would direct us in some other way course, there are false prophets who would tell us that Jesus is not the way at all, and they would set before us false gods, false ideologies, distractions, whatever they can to take us away from that narrow path. So, too, there are false prophets who would say, Christ is the way. But you see, there are many ways to the gracious presence of God, so don't be so hung up, don't be in such a hurry, and by all means, don't be so intolerant or exclusive as to say that Jesus is the only way. Other false prophets still will set before us a false and counterfeit Christ, A Christ who is not true God. A Christ who is not true man. A Christ who is not crucified for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. A Christ who is not risen from the dead literally and physically for your justification. Many other aberrant and false Christs they will set before you. But in truth, these are just Dead ends. Some false prophets will even set before you the true Christ, or at least they'll assure you it's the true Christ. But they'll set before you Christ and the law, or they'll set before you Christ and lawlessness. Christ, but you must attain heaven by your fulfillment of the law, or Christ, but you must throw away the law in quote-unquote freedom and live in whatever sinful ways you desire. Despite the apparent diversity of all of these other paths and ways, the truth is that they all converge in the end into that broad way that leads into destruction. Destruction. And thus our Lord's warning. Precisely because he would not have us go in that way. But join him on the narrow way. Passing through him into that way that leads to eternal life. Now the problem with false prophets. Is you can't tell them by their appearances. That's why Jesus says beware of false prophets. Inwardly, they are ravenous wolves, but externally, they are clothed as sheep. Now, undoubtedly, we can think of examples of false prophets where the sheep garb has slipped, and we can see by their behaviors that they are, in fact, ravenous wolves. We can think of pastors who embezzle from the flock, pastors who commit adultery with a member of their congregation, pastors who, God forbid, would prey on little children. But that's not what our Lord here has in mind, those times in which the wolf is obvious and revealed. Rather, what he has in mind is that time when we cannot tell them by their appearances. They are clothed and appear as sheep, how then will we know who they are? By their fruits you will know them. And what exactly are the fruits of a prophet? But his words. The words he speaks, the words he pens. Can you gather grape grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? No, and so only a good tree will produce good fruit. When prophets produce fruit that is contrary to God's word, contrary to Christ, you can be assured that that fruit is not good and that that tree is not good. By their fruits you will know them, our Lord assures And so not by their appearances, but by their words. Are we to judge them and beware wherever they contradict the Scriptures and Christ? We must beware of them, even if they claim the name of Jesus. We must beware of them, even if they prophesy in the name of Jesus. We must beware of them even if they cast out demons in the name of Jesus. We must beware of them even if they do mighty and incredible works and miracles and build huge Christian enterprises by which purportedly millions are saved. Because as our Lord says, when they come to me, I will tell them plainly, I know you not. Why? Because there was no saving faith within them, despite all appearances to the contrary. Our Lord Jesus Christ would have us judge then, not by appearances but by words. There is nothing wrong, nothing loveless with judging false prophets and their false teachings. In fact, that is the only loving thing to do. Because the false prophets, whether wittingly or unwittingly, whether with good intention or bad, are pointing sinners to dead ends, not to that one narrow path of escape, which is in our Lord Jesus Christ and in Him alone. What would our Lord have then from us? He would have that we turn from our lawlessness, that we repent and wage war against our sins, that we would draw near to him as his beloved children, receiving the absolution that he won from his cross, receiving that absolution full and free as the very word of God, and thus with that word of forgiveness being filled with a clean heart, And a new spirit that we ourselves might be renewed and made new. Good trees bearing good fruit. Good Christians bearing fruits that are worthy of repentance. In this way, we are indeed doing the will of our Heavenly Father. Do not follow false prophets. Do not become partakers in the sins of false prophets. Turn from them. Flee from them. Warn all godly and pious people to direct their attention away from false teachers to the one true teacher, our Lord Jesus Christ. There is, indeed, no other escape from this doomed, dead, and dying world. Therefore, we preach Christ and Him crucified. We set before you and before all Christ and Him crucified. Because only through that narrow path and way of His all-sufficient sin-atoning death, can we be saved. And indeed, we are saved. Our Lord Jesus himself promises that if we be faithful to him, even unto death, we shall receive the crown of everlasting life. So let our hearts and minds this day beware and be weary because false teaching is a matter of eternal life and eternal death. But let our hearts also be comforted and rejoice that Christ Jesus is our teacher. In him is light and no darkness, truth and nothing false. And in Him we have an escape, salvation, and life eternal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.